Holy ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode... I don't even know what episode we're on. Holy shit. 315. <laughs> it's 3.15 now. Yeah. I was like, was it 3.13? 3.4? Alright, try that again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 315 of the Dark Dashers Podcast. I'm here as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy? Oh my god, Tyler, it has been too long, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, between you and I being busy with our personal lives and stuff like that, it feels fantastic actually going forth and just sitting down, recording something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know, um, I'm, I know that uh, on my end... Having a bunch of new stuff to do as a supervisor at my workplace, and then on top of that, I've been actually playing some games, and not just playing some games. I've been completing some games. Wow! <laughs> so to tie it back into like uh, the podcast I recorded a few weeks ago, I had stated on the podcast where it's like I have been feeling this n- need or something to go through and just complete a few games, <laughs> and kind of hilariously enough, a few weeks later, like two weeks in a row, I complete one game, then I complete another game like a week apart i'm like god <laughs> but uh oh man how have you been exhausted um yep. so my fault again guys for for not recording last week uh so what we missed went from never missing we missed one week in almost six years so we missed two of the last three. First one we recorded just lost the audio um this one uh just did not have the time um uh, Mentioned on the last show, we were my family's been doing a remodel at the house, and it's pretty much just been work, go home, work on the house, and then uh, try to sleep. Um, so that's been my life for like the last three weeks. We were almost done though. I think uh, to, we didn't. We're supposed to. We're hoping that we've pretty much finished this weekend, but we, we just never even got started on it. Um, but it's been it's been a crazy hectic uh, couple weeks. We had a. Uh, um, started the rem- we, we had people coming in doing the flooring, but we're ripping out uh, all the flooring. We're doing a bunch of other like trim work and just button wow. painting the whole house. So it's been uh, just everything. But uh, they're supposed to come in tomorrow on Monday. Today is t- 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 Sunday. Um, we're supposed to come in on Monday, hopefully and finish it. Uh, and then they'll have that done. And then we have my room left to do. We're going to rip all the carpet out and do much trim work. Hopefully that'll be done in the next week or so. Um, but yeah. There's been, but no, actually, there's some good, some a uh, couple of good things. Uh, one thing I could finally talk about that Gables has known the whole time, but uh, I haven't been able, I just haven't been able to talk about. Um, but I'll get to that next. Um, I bought a new car today, nice. uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, my um, I have I had my Dodge Avenger for I don't know six years, um, and it's, it's just getting <laughs> yeah, and she still gets around really well, but it's just getting to the point now where like the value of it isn't much anymore, and the amount of work I have to put into it. Uh, is just not really, it's like, there's like the value is like a couple thousand and I have like $2,000 and like probably more than $2,000 of work that needs to go into it. So I'm like, ah, I just need to get a new car. So I got a, a 2015, uh, Chevy Trax, um, which is nice. It's kind of like a, like a small SUV, uh, which is kind of what I wanted. Um, so it's really nice having that now it has Bluetooth, which is nice to touch screen nice. on it. it has a backup camera. I really like it. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and the one thing that uh it's been going on with me for the last couple months part of the reason why um i haven't been gaming as much um along with work and the remodel um is i met a girl nice yeah uh her name is courtney so 
Everybody get the jokes out there now. Ha! Tyler Courtney is dating a girl named Courtney. If you get married, they're gonna be Courtney, Courtney, blah blah. blah. Um, <laughs> been hearing that a lot. I've uh, been hearing that joke since I was like second grade, but I've been hearing a lot uh, the last couple months. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been able to talk about it because she actually uh, worked for me um, at work, and we didn't want to. We're trying to keep it private, um, <clears throat> mainly because like, I could get in trouble for it. Um, but we didn't know how serious it's gonna be. But finally, last um, on Monday. Uh, told the big bosses, um, hey, um, been seeing this girl. She works for me, blah, blah. So now uh, it's out there now. So, yeah, we've been going out for a couple months now. Uh, and I have been very happy. That's that. awesome, so, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Um, thank you, everybody else that's listening. I'm sure. She was like, yeah, good for you, Tyler. Um, but, yeah, she's way out of my league. Uh, still haven't figured that out how I got that. Um, but, hey. Hooray! I don't. I don't really know what to say about that. Well, it's, man, it's. I. I'll be perfectly honest with you, man. It's like, you never know, quite when stuff like that's going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. And for you, it was just definitely out of left field. Yes. That's just what it sounds like. I mean, first she just comes. She's like a new worker or something like that. She placed in your department. All of a sudden, just things just start hitting it off. You start mm-hmm. hearing rumors about her. Oh, hey, that Tyler guy's pretty cute. And all of a sudden, it's like, eh. And it kind of just evolved from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the weird part is that she went after me. I don't, I don't figure that part out. Yet. Figure, you know, usually it's, it's you know me going after girls. Actually, that's not even true. I don't even go after girls. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, just kind of happened. Um, so yeah, that's what's uh, been going on with me. She's pretty awesome. She's fun. Uh, a little crazy. She's half Italian, so uh, <laughs> half Italian, half Irish. So oh boy, so uh, probably. So probably sometimes she's probably gonna like try to strangle you in your sleep if you do something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, she said she would kill me if I ever um, if, uh, broke up with her or burnt the cookies. So I'm a little scared. What? Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't hear this. Yeah, no. Uh, so that's scary, but I'll be attractive break at the same up time. With me, I'm gonna freaking <laughs> get your feet in cement, just toss you in the river. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, she, yeah, her whole, her whole family probably just uh, I just wake up. On a, on a bridge with my feet in cement and some chains um <laughs> but yeah so it's it's been it's been a blast uh i've been a roller coaster the last couple months uh just trying to balance everything in life um so that's why gaming has taken a bit of a backseat uh for me uh but hopefully once this remodel is done they'll free up my time uh so i don't instead of working on the house 20 hours a week i can i can maybe game a few more hours game at all um uh, so, because I haven't really done it the last couple months, but anyways, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know really how else to go about that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's my life. That's what's going on with me. Been pretty exciting, pretty exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, let's. Uh, you know what? I haven't been. Like I said, I haven't been gaming at all. So Gables, you've kind of already touched upon it. Um, why don't you talk about what you've been playing? All right. So to start this off. A couple of weeks ago, I had this craving. I walked inside GameStop and I wanted to try to find something that uh, was going to spur my, you know, spur my interest, so I can go through and just uh, try to play through something for fun. I looked around for about a good solid fifteen minutes, and I came across this uh, this collection for the PS4. It's it was the Persona Dancing Games that released last year, and so I looked at it, and it was a three pack for Persona Four: Dancing All Night a game that I had played through a couple of years ago and actually managed to get the Platinum for 
I think it was either last year or the year before that. And uh, along with that, you had the Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight, and Persona 5, Dancing in Starlight. And so I spent a good hundred bucks, and I bought that set. So I take it home, right? And I decided then and there, it's like, hey, let's go through, let's play through Persona 4, Dancing All Night again. And instantly, as soon as I started doing that, I started just remembering, like, okay, this is why I love playing this game. For one, I do love bits of the story mode. Even though it can be a bit long-winded and there is a lot of these, like, cardboard cutout cutscenes and stuff where it's just like, yeah, the voice actors voicing certain dialogues and stuff and this and that. But the main appeal of this is a music rhythm-based game to where you're matching notes on the screen, like, in correspondence to the buttons and certain timed rhythms and stuff. So it's exactly like what you would, how you would have played it, like, say, on the Vita to where... You just mash, mash uh, buttons and stuff like that in time to like different songs. The Persona 4 soundtrack in general has a lot of great, like, uh, they have a lot of great selections and uh, quality of songs and stuff. So I was able to go through and uh, managed to complete it in about a week. I went through and I checked the time. I spent over 20 hours during that week. <laughs> the big old crux was like uh, during a Saturday, the day after I bought the game. And I decided just to go through, okay, let's see if I can get this, 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 and this. And so I managed to platinum Persona 4 Dancing All Night again. So I, I was still kind of feeling like the craving in terms of wanting to play more dancing games. So I popped in Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight. Now, granted, I only have maybe minimal exposure to Persona 3 in general. I've never beaten the game on PS2, but I have dabbled in it. I am kind of familiar with some of the characters. I'm kind of familiar with some of the songs like Burn My Dread, which, hey, that's a fantastic opening sequence for those who are interested in watching or, like, listening or searching out, whatever. So, the game it relatively is different in some aspects than Dancing All Night. One, instead of a... Uh, cohesive story mode that's going to take you at least about five maybe to seven hours to see and beat they go they go and they uh, do something separate to where you have these social links that you can go through so i kind of like the aspect of the social links because you have like about five to six characters from that cast where there are eight cards in total that you have to try to go through and unlock for you know unlock for each character based upon conditions that you beat like, say you beat a game or something, you'd be like uh, a song like on uh, level one difficulty or something of a tempo or something like that, and it unlocks this and that. I kind of like how it is structured a little bit more so than it was in the story mode of Persona 4, because I kind of felt like there was a lot more emphasis on earning, like earning my trophies, my achievements, by playing through the game like sporadically. It, there are some points I actually was encouraged to experiment with different types of modifiers and supports and challenge stuff. Like, for example, there is an achievement for this game to where you have to go through and play through a music track on hard mode with all support modifiers on. And so I did that. Got that trophy and blah, 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 blah. So throughout my entire playthrough of Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight, I played through every single track on easy, on normal, on hard, and for recommendation of platinuming the game, I had to play through two tracks. Two tracks on all night mode. <laughs> and that was basically 
for me to try to unlock the last couple of the social link cards for this other character, this this female android in the name of uh, Igus. And so the only way I could do that is by watching all of her dance performances. And so I had to meticulously go through each track. It's like, okay, she's unlocked here. Let's see if I can play through this and see if it unlocks. So there were a, there was a number of times I had to look up a guide because inside the last three, like uh, the last three social link cards, you get to explore your character's rooms, right? And basically what you have to try to do is find three of these LEP cards, they're called. So basically these, these blue cards that are hidden throughout the rooms. I had the situation where I had gotten every one of them except for one. It's the com- it's the completionist nightmare right there, where you don't know exactly where the one that's missing is, and you have to meticulously go through each one in order to figure out, okay, is it in here? No, it's not. Is it in there? No, it's not. So I had a moment last night where I basically fetched up a YouTube video, watched through all of the locations, only to figure out, oh, hey, wait a minute. This is in the first. <laughs> this is in the first room of this one person's room, and so I check underneath the guy's weight bench. Oh, hey, there's the last card, and so when that unlocked, that triggered three other trophies that uh, satisfied the condition. So what had happened was when I collected that, not only did the trophy the trophy popped up for getting all the LEP cards, but getting all the accessories and all of the glasses and stuff as well. So I unlocked pretty much those three in a row, which triggered the Platinum Trophy, because those were the last ones left. I was like at 92% that I got completionist-wise. Oh, So that was a good victory. That felt really good, going through that game. But what was the best part about the game, I felt, was reliving a lot of the sound a lot of the music from Persona 3 in general, because there was some catchy tunes from, like, Burn My Dread. There's a couple different remixes of that song, plus a few others for specific characters and different types of, like, uh, crazy stuff you can do. It's just hilarious. But uh, one of my favorite parts about it is just experimenting with different costumes and different, like, accessories for each character. Like, say, some of the girl characters, if you unlock their bikinis or something like that and you equipped it onto them, they actually make the snide comment of, like, oh, man, do we really have to wear this? <laughs> I thought it was pretty damn funny. But, uh, yeah, there were some bizarre combinations. Like, I was going through, and there's one of the characters unlocks this, in, this entire, like, freaking uh, this snowman costume. And so I basically go through lots of these gags and all this other shit, you know, where, like, I dress him as a snowman, give him a top hat and stuff like that with these crazy-ass glasses, have him dance on stage. And one of the ones that made me laugh out loud was this is there's this one uh there's this one accessory that one of the girls could wear called like uh kinda like wet head or something like that, where it's just a wet towel just wrapped around her head. Just completely. <laughs> it's it wasn't like a Halloween theme or anything else like that, but it was like a wet towel that's wrapped around her head so she can't see anything. And basically she had her bikini on, and all of a sudden I had the guy go through and have this like sort of like this mummy wrap on here and just try to look like some sort of like Crazy-ass thing. And I was laughing my ass off. Because it, it was such a ridiculous premise. So, of course, I had to go through and use that for one of my tracks that I was playing through. Oh, boy. In a sense, this was one probably one of my like uh, more memorable Platinum Trophies unlocking. Because 
quintessentially, this is the first time in a long time where I felt like I was encouraged positively to experiment with different types of support or challenge modifiers to manipulate and kind of make things fresh for each time I'm going through the same song over and over again. Like, for example, I could make it to where, like, if I hit notes in a certain way or something where it just says, like, a good rating, it's not going to break my chain combos. Because here's the thing, when you go and hit certain notes in a row, they create a combo. The larger the combo, the better the score. So by combining things like support modifiers or challenge modifiers, you get to manipulate how notes react, how they're mirrored, how they'll fade in or out, or like how they're going to, like, uh, you know, basically how they're going to affect the final score. So if you have all these support modifiers on, they actually decrease the amount of points you get. But if you have a lot of, like, say, challenge modifiers, you get to increase a lot of your points and this and that. And so that's how basically you get to unlock other types of challenges and other types of achievements too, is by experimenting with a lot of the different ones. So my total time with Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight, I want to say it was pretty close, if not a little over 20 hours as well. So in essence between Persona 4 Dancing All Night and Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight, I spent roughly around 40 40 to 45 hours the past couple weeks just playing through, completing them, and enjoying the hell out of both of them. The music picks and the certain remixes, I had a lot of fun going through. That being said, I'm going to wait before I delve into Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight because, for one, I want to play through Persona 5 on my PS4. I got it a few years ago, never played through it. That's going to change. But... Until then, there was another thing in gaming-wise that I did do, and that was did a major purchase today. Now, during this week, during the, what was it now? What is today? The 10th, 10th of March. Oh, happy Mario Day. Yeah, it's, it's Mario Day today, everybody. For those who will listen to this, who knows how long from now. <laughs> but, uh, yes, during this past weekend, there was a big old sale going along for Ubisoft, for Squaresoft, for this and that on the PlayStation Store. And so I picked up about five games. I've been having a craving to play through Assassin's Creed and possibly in like a Far Cry game or two. So in no particular order, I had got the Ezio Collection, got the Assassin's Creed 4, got Syndicate, and got Origins. And last thing, I got Far Cry 3. All of them digitally. I had saved about $155. <laughs> Through these digital transactions because you know how you know how digitally on the playstation storefront or any of the uh, digital storefronts from the other gaming stuff they're generally more aimed towards they don't go on sale too often in terms of uh, it being enough to where you can just casually get them here and there so i made a decision that i'm not going to get a lot of those games in physical form and instead going to opt for the digital solution and it's perfect for a lot of the assassin's creed games because it's like I'm of, the, I'm of the essence of stuff. If I played through an Assassin's Creed game, which my last one was uh, AC2, back around 2010, I just played through it once, and I just got rid of it. <laughs> but uh, now I have even more incentive to try something different. I've heard great things about Black Flag, great things about Syndicate and Origins. I already have Odyssey physically that I have not opened yet. So, I'm definitely going to be trying an Assassin's Creed game pretty soon. Nice. So, other than that, though, that's pretty much it for my gaming stuff. Alright. Cool, man. 
Uh, like I said, I haven't played anything, but hopefully that'll change in the next couple weeks. Well, here's something, um, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be nice. I, I just I have like four games now. I've, I've three of them which I haven't even started yet, and Resident Evil Two that I've played two hours, two or three hours of. Oh, I hear um, you, man. I want to get back to that game too. Yeah. Um, but moving on uh, to some news, uh, we just grabbed a few of them this week. Um, I think we'll start off with the non-Nintendo topic first because the other two are Nintendo-related. Um, this one's about EA, so they are changing up the format for their EA Play. You know, they a few years ago they left, like they're still part of E3, but they're yes. they're not part of E3, but they're still at like they're just an event down the street from E3. Um, so they still always had the press conference. Well, now they no longer are going to have their um, uh, whole press conference. They're it's going to be they're saying. Um, less talk, more play, um, and the event will be uh, entirely focused on player communities and games. Um, so this is a quote. I can't find the name, um, but it said, We're skipping the press conference this year and replacing it with multiple live streams uh, that will air during the first two days of the event, bringing you more of what you, uh, you've you told us you want, more gameplay and insights from the teams making the games. Um, so it sounds like this is going to go on on uh, the EA Play. They're going to have a fan fest like they always do on Saturday and Sunday. I believe that the event start on it's, yeah kicks off on Friday, the first live stream, and then they're going to do another one on Saturday, um, which I, I don't think anybody else does one on Saturday besides, um, I think it's just been EA that kicks, kicked it off on Saturday. Now they're going to do one on Friday and Saturday. Um, but the, kind of the main thing they're going to do is they're going to do long formats of, uh, of games. So instead of like... Every year, EA is always, maybe not the worst, but they're always like the most, they're probably the least exciting. Because uh, you know, all right, 20 minutes of FIFA and Madden, um, whatever big shooter game comes out. This fall, they're going to do like a 30-minute preview of. We're going to see some, might see like a small indie game in there, but that's pretty much it. It's been very formulaic. Um, so now they're going to, uh, they're going away with all of that, and now they're just going to, show uh, games like long play sessions of games uh, i remember a couple years ago with battlefront 2 they ended their press conference with like a 45 minute match of uh star wars battlefront 2 um it sounds like that's just what they're going to do from now on um so i don't know i mean i, I love the press conferences it, it's it's because it, it's really exciting to see like brand new games announced stuff like that but like like i was saying ea has always been pretty formulaic you always pretty much know what you're going to see you might see one surprise but it's always like an indie game or something like that which i mean I, we've definitely enjoyed like a way out it's awesome um mm-hmm. yes but uh yeah they said they're going to talk about um i think they're going to talk about they should i think they're finally going to reveal uh, no i'm sorry star wars jedi fallen order is going to be revealed i think next week or two weeks um at a, a star wars event um but i'm sure we're going to see more of that, that there we'll see the new madden fifa uh blah blah the new shooter that comes out this fall whatever that's going to be um i don't know but i think i don't know i personally i think this is it kind of sucks. Cause I like doing the podcast and talk about like the recordings, uh, like over the press conferences, um, stuff like that. But uh, it, it, we we always just end up. It just turns into like a thirty minute bitch session about EA's <laughs> thing is what it is. Um, so I guess I, I, I kind of like this more because I don't. I mean, it sucks because it's usually like forty five minutes to an hour, uh, and it's over. And now I mean, it makes it easier to kind of sit through and watch and kind of all right. Well, we saw everything. Where now it's like. Are they going to like announce time blocks? Is it going to be like surprise at surprise? Like, do we know when things are going to be shown off? Um, that's that's my thing. Cause like, I would hate to like they just reveal this awesome game, and I don't even like to watch it on YouTube an hour later or whatever. But I, I like being in the moment of it, you know. Uh, so I don't know. I I think this is a better decision. I think this is people can pick and choose more what they want to watch instead of sitting through forty five minutes of hey, here's this random celebrity and here's this random athlete. 
um, that like games, and they're going to talk about how much they like games for five minutes. Um, and it's going to be really awkward, and then it's over. So, I don't know. What, what do you think? Honestly, I'm very happy EA is going this route, only because... Let's just be perfectly fair right here. A lot of their press conferences over the past three, over the past couple of years have been garbage. Just steaming yeah. hot garbage. And there's a reason why that when we went through our EA, not just EA, but through our E3 talks over the past few years, why we've had so much negative stuff to say about electronic arts in terms of what their conference, what they're presenting. And Tyler, you're right. A lot of it was formulaic and this and that. I feel this is a better opportunity for EA not only to showcase games to the select audience that they want to showcase to they can go forth and just dedicate a game to a certain stream it's like oh hey this is the new madden this is how it's going to play and this and that or hey this is something more for apex legends here's something for that or hey there's a brand new shooter game that's going to be released in this fall and stuff this blah 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 and here's that i like it that way so that way when we go through and talk about it for our E3 press conference, no, the press conference, <laughs> our EA, like, uh, shows and stuff. We can just do a little bit of highlights here and there in case something interesting does happen. In the grand scheme of things, I think it's better for EA to just go through and bow out just to do those streams. Not just to take away from the whole hours chunks. I mean, there are still plenty of companies that are doing the whole press conference routine stuff. I think Ubisoft is doing one still and i know square enix possibly yeah devolver digital yes microsoft definitely yeah i sounds like it's so far what nintendo um microsoft um revolver digital devolver digital um i, I don't know if bethesda's confirmed theirs or not um and i'm assuming course, nintendo really goes for the the directs though more so than they did their e3 conferences yeah the but, years, but yeah yeah i don't know yeah I, I I think this is probably the best decision. Uh, like I said, though, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to miss, like, in-the-moment stuff like that, but they've always been, like I said, formulaic, and they don't have... Um, they rarely reveal stuff, like, at E3, or anything major right. anyways. Like like I said, we, you always see, like, their... Like, um, what the Yarny game unraveled, they'll show off, the, like, we'll reveal those, they'll uh, not surprise announce those, but that's usually the, the beginning and end of it, so... Um, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see as we get closer, though. But moving on to some other news. And Gables, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because right. this is more your your uh, your avenue. But uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield was was revealed. Was that last week? It was revealed? Or was that this? Was that Monday? I think that was last week that was, was it? revealed. Okay. I'm, I want to say it was last week. All right, because that feels so, like 12 years ago to me. So, so quintessentially during like around six, seven a.m. or something, my time. Over the past like a week or two or something like that, Nintendo revealed the the brand new eighth generation of the Pokemon games, Sword and Shield, for the Nintendo Switch. So this game is supposed to be based inside the Galar region, which is supposed to be inspired by Great Britain. And so the protagonists, the male and female leads, look like they're kind of inter- intermixed or something like that, like between like certain like Scottish heritage or something for like the female trainer, and then like the male trainer is more like kind of traditional sort of like England. English kind of like a garb or something like that. But honestly, the whole reveal trailer to it was just pointing towards, oh, hey, new things here and there and stuff. New big region and stuff. And it's kind of interesting that after watching certain videos from other like YouTubers and stuff like that, the region itself, itself the Galar region, is very close to Kalos in terms of like distance and this and that. 
kind of like in real life where it's like the Great Britain area is pretty close to France and this and that. But, but, uh, yes, there was unveilings of three new starters. There was the fire star, the this uh, new fire rabbit, Score Bunny. It's its name, which looks super cute, and I love the aspect of the design. There is a big fear going on right now for a lot of uh, Pokemon like uh, fans that it'll evolve into another fire fighting type, <laughs> which has just been kind of a recurring gag or something like that. And memes have sprouted up because of it. It's like when it goes to it's like its second evolution. It's like oh go, it's like oh no, don't be firefighting. Don't be firefighting. <laughs> of course, with the Pokemon, with the Sun and Moon, they made a good job of it. The Pokemon Company and going through and having their fire starter Litten be like Fire Dark, with uh, Incineroar, respectively. So next we got the Grass type starter. Its name is Grookey. It's basically a a, a grass oriented monkey. That uses this sort of like a stick or something like that to, uh, it looks like it just bangs like anything with a stick or something, but it also helps like uh, grass regrow from what I saw in the initial trailer. But uh, there is initial rumors thinking that this potentially could be another grass fighting type. Because hmm. uh, there was rumors, there was a bunch of like rumored like uh, conceptual designs of most more than recently. That uh, kind of suggests through like certain artwork from uh, around the internet that it could possibly be something like that. I'm not sure 100% completely, but uh, it's just kind of fun to ponder about what the final evolutions of like new Pokemon are going to be, or if this is a new Pokemon, or if that's this or some, or just going on a Reddit and just seeing a whole bunch of different things like leaks, or just watching YouTube videos about things like 4chan leaking like six months in advance. <laughs> But uh, the last starter unveiled was a sort of lizard Pokemon, a water lizard called Sobble. Now, from the initial unveil of this starter, it looks like one of those type of uh, chameleons, sort of. It kind of reminds me of chameleon because it sort of it turns itself invisible in terms of uh, kind of camouflaging itself in certain aspects. So, my overall impression of these starters so far, from what I've seen, it just, they basically look pretty cool. I mean, you have a bunny, you have a monkey, and then you have a freaking lizard. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, from the overall gameplay that was shown through the looks of the whole Galar region and stuff, it looks like it's a little bit of an improvement upon the 3DS games. I do love how the game looks. I know that it wasn't going to be a tremendous leap and bound sort of thing because Game Freak and the Pokemon Company have had so much time to work on the 3D models of these new Pokemon and stuff. I mean, with uh, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, they kind of cemented themselves like in sort of like a specific 3D models for their Pokemon in general. But yeah, that was pretty much it for like the unveiling of it. All we know about is the new region, the eighth generation of Pokemon games called Sword and Shield, the three new starters, and that's basically what all that was covered in this five to seven minute direct. <laughs> so obviously we're going to be hearing more about the exact release date since it was just late 2019, kind of placeholder as of now. Yeah. We'll probably find out more about it around E3 time, like around June, which hey... That's not too far away from now. That's like only three months away, roughly. Yeah. Oh my god! April, May, right. June. 
<laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like the year just started and all of a sudden we're almost halfway through March. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's like, have you had a chance to check out this stuff, Tyler? Yeah, so I watched it. Um, I feel like, you know, like I'm really excited for it. You know, I'm excited to, so I'm, to play it. I want to check it out. Uh, but um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm wondering, um, like, is it going to be like the last couple ones I played? Like uh, the Ruby and Sapphire and then uh, uh, what was the Sun and Moon? Like where I, I played them for like 10 hours, 10, 12 hours. I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Because you know, we've talked about this a million times. Well, yeah. You know, how like I, I fell out after Gen 2 or Gen 3, I think, actually. And Right. Um, I don't know. Like it definitely it looks cool. Uh, I was hoping for a little more like of an up res because it looks like like an HD like Sun and Moon, you know, kind of. Uh, I got style that to vibes it. too. Yes. Yeah. So it didn't really blow me away at all um, from that standpoint. Um, I don't know. It kind of looks like it, like I, I, I liked some of the elements they they did with uh, with the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee where they had a uh, like you, a Pokemon can follow you around and things like that. I'm like, how's that Pokeball going to come into play? Um, part of me kind of wants to to justify the purchase of it because <laughs> it was fifty dollars <laughs> and I, I bought two of them. I oh, just yeah, bought one of off me, actually. Never mind. Um, but. Like, is there going to be another reason for this? Uh, I didn't really like, I'd rather use a controller than that, but I'd say right. for a reason to justify that purchase. And I feel like they're going to do something. Um, well, hopefully so. Yeah, I'm not trying to, I, I don't know. Like, I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out. But is it, I, I don't, I honestly feel like I'm going to play it and I'm going to do the same thing I did with the other ones. Or um, since, what was the ones I really liked? Um, X and Y. Uh, like, I'm just going to like, Play it for 10, 12 hours. Yeah, it's cool, but it's not like the nostalgia hit like Let's Go Pikachu was for me. Um, and I'm going to kind of bounce out because I don't understand half the things that go on anymore. Um, Honestly, with, what, what's going to really tie it for me is like the like the revealing of what additional things you can actually do inside Sword and Shield. I mean, a lot of the various Pokemon games over the past like uh, five to seven years and stuff, they've had some sort of little niches and also a little type of like subsidiary stuff that have made the experience better in terms of like uh not just training your pokemon but also like going through getting these bunch of different mini games and a little bunch of different stuff but uh, i did like the aspect of sun and moon because of the whole em emphasis of the story stuff personally i kind of hope this time that uh they don't go the route of doing another freaking sequel like about a year or something after the mm. main things with ultra sun and ultra moon i mean yeah if this if that was the initial concept to begin with, they should have just did that. I hate the elements of like doing subsequential sequel stuff. I mean, hell, they did the same thing before with black and white. I just hope that this does not happen with Sword and Shield. I kind of like the idea that uh, of just like some of the Pokemon games just being their sort of their individual sort of generation stuff. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you know, with, like, Red and Blue, Gold and Silver, Ruby and Sapphire, they had the three, they had the subsidiary third game, and even, like, Diamond and Pearl with Platinum. Yeah. But uh, those kind of made sense in a traditional way to where it was sort of like an enhancement, and there were some things more to it than just, like, uh, a subsidiary sequel and stuff like that. There were some new Pokemon, some story elements and stuff like that. But uh, for Sword and Shield, for me... What's going to really do it is how well the story is going to be told, which it kind of has the whole inner feeling that this is going to be kind of more like uh, kin to more action-oriented stuff than it was initially. I mean, the whole 
region of like Galar and stuff based upon Great Britain and stuff like that. There's a whole lot of things they could do in terms of the story and the plot lines to that. But the thing I'm more looking forward to is how well are the Pokemon in this game? Are they going to be fun to use? What are the final evolution, final evolutions of the starter Pokemon? Am I going to want to replay this again and again? You know, just stuff like that I look for as a longtime fan. Now, granted, this is kind of funny coming from me, who played through almost every single... Actually, every single generation of Pokemon <laughs> over the last year. And honestly, when Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee came out and stuff, I was really happy with the result of Let's Go Pikachu because it was more or less a kind of uh, a relaxing sort of subsidiary game to what... I had them playing these hardcore intense like Pokemon games in certain aspects because of what I was doing. And so I kind of hope that it gets back to that sort of that sort of feel to where, oh hey, there's a lot of hidden like a complex things inside this game that I wasn't even made aware of and now I can go through and play it this way or that way based upon difficulty stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much it though for me. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm not trying to, you know, poop on anybody's parade here. Like, I'm definitely excited for Pokemon fans. It's just that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I want to be, like, I, I want to be a Pokemon. Like, I really want to get into these games again because I, I do enjoy playing them. And it's the nostalgia, like I always talk about. Um, I just don't think, uh, I don't know if I'm able to. But um, moving on to our last topic here. Uh, this one just kind of came out of left field. But uh, Nintendo announced their next Labos uh, set. It's going to be VR. Um, it's coming out, I believe, in April is what I said. Um, yes. yeah, April and it's going to be $80. Um, and I haven't, I don't know. Like I was reading about this thing and it's actually like some like super like low end stuff. Like, uh, like the Oculus uh, developer kit that came out in like 2012 was a oh, better, better resolution and a better screen and everything than what this is now. Um, but this one seems like it's more aimed at kids. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I guess, you know, if you have a Switch and, you know, you want to get a low-end one so your kids can play games on their VR, they can they can do this. Um, I don't um, know. I, I didn't get to the VR stuff. You are the, the yeah. not, not the VR stuff, but the Labo stuff. Yeah. Um, I know you haven't either. Do you see yourself, you know, for 80 bucks checking this out? I honestly have not heard too much of it, though, but uh, I don't know about you, but I'm just getting the whole feeling of, like... Uh, you know how with the cell with some of the cell phones and stuff, the VR like uh, yeah, shells, stuff, not just the cardboard, but just like some of the plastic, some of the hard plastic ones too. Where you insert your phone inside that and just strap it. I'm just getting the vision of like all these kids just strapping their switches to their heads and stuff, doing the whole VR stuff, and it's yeah. kind of making me kind of laugh. Uh, but uh, at this point in time, no, I'm, I don't have any interest in terms of this whole Nintendo Labo VR stuff. I mean, good on Nintendo for going back to a concept that they quintessentially haven't revisited in like over 20-something years. But at the same point, it's just a fun distraction, a fun diversion. It's nothing more than that, even though they're charging premium price for this initial set that they're releasing. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I think about it. I mean, I don't really have too much to say without actually going forth and trying it myself. Yeah, I, like I said, I didn't get to any of the Labo stuff or the yeah the Labo stuff. Uh, I have a PSVR headset that I rarely use. It sucks because I feel like Nintendo could probably do some of the coolest stuff with VR. Um, if they do like some really cool like games for it or yeah. whatever, I, I'd, I'd probably you know for 80, it's eighty bucks. I can I'll check it out. Um, but I, yeah, I just at least right now I, I don't see the reason for it. 
Um, but especially with how low end it is, because uh, some of that, I mean, even with some the good, the, some of the well-made VR games on the, yes. the PSVR headset, like I get sick or they just don't work very well. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm curious. I'm I'm curious how it's gonna go. Uh, but yeah, I I just look at it like, ah, hey, it's a cheaper solution. It's a cheaper option. But you know, you got you got to spend three hundred dollars for a Switch. Like nowadays, you can get uh, a PS4 and a PSVR headset combined for four hundred fifty bucks. Right. So for an extra seventy dollars, you can get a, a PS4 with six years of games on it, really good games, and a VR headset with a pretty good back catalog of stuff on it. Um, so I understand you know, a lot of people are they want stuff to buy for their Switch. Uh, Strike with Iron is hot. It sounds like the Labo stuff sold fairly well at the beginning. I don't know how. Right. Well, it, I mean, I don't, I've only released three sets, so this is the fourth one. Uh, I don't know how well this how well it's going to do. Um, but I think I think it's gonna I do think it's gonna sell well actually because uh, I, I think like a lot of there's a lot of kids sounds like that like to play the Switch and they're gonna see this it's cardboard it's gonna be fun to put together it's got it's all right. colorful like kids are gonna want that get want that one and I think parents will buy it for them ah, it's eighty bucks we get the Switch already we'll get it um, it's it's a lot easier to swallow eighty dollars than buy a two hundred fifty dollar headset for your PSVR but even like I don't know I look at like I bought my dad an Oculus for for his, for Christmas and I that was I think it was one fifty. Um, so I mean I think it's normally two hundred, but I, I got it on sale. But still, uh, there are really, really well, much better options to buy for you know a little bit more of a premium price. Uh, so I think if anybody any real research on this, I don't see how they could justify this really with unless it's a, just a price thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Like I'm, I'm like just like the Pokemon thing. I'm not gonna poo poo on it. it, I, it I hope there is some cool stuff that comes out of it because I would definitely like. I can see Nintendo do some really cool stuff with it. Um, to me, it just looks kind of, it looks kind of ridiculous. Like I'm looking at screenshots of it right now. Like it just, there's like six different things. It just, this is, this is ridiculous here. Like what the fuck are we doing people? Come on. <laughs> really? Really? Wow. Okay. I hate this thing even more now after I saw <laughs> the screenshots. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, Gables, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, honestly, not really. To be perfectly, <laughs> to be perfectly frank, we pretty much went over what uh, we could find. Yeah. At this point in time. So. Yeah. I was thinking there'd be a lot more. I'm like, yeah, we're recording two weeks. Probably got a shit ton of stuff to talk about. Nope. Uh, so uh, it's it's March. So yeah. Yep. Um, I'm sure some stuff will be blown up probably towards the next month or so once we get closer to E3 leaks and stuff like that. Coming oh out. yeah, so that's gonna be exciting. It sucks. It's exciting and awful because there's you get your, you get every year you get so you don't, you know it. It's like most of the stuff is bullshit, but you you still buy into it every single time, um, every year. But uh, yeah, so I think that will wrap up the show. Sorry again for uh, being gone last week. Hopefully we can kind of get back on a normal schedule, um, uh, back again on a normal schedule instead of just recording odd times whenever we could squeeze time in. Um, that's all on me, by the way. Um, but if you like the show, um, check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and group, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Like mm-hmm. and join us on there. On uh, Twitter, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, follow us on there as well. And then on uh, YouTube, Drunk, Drunk Nerds. Subscribe to us, please. Give us a big thumbs up on our podcast. Uh, leave us a comment. Really review. Or, and Yeah, subscribe. So we really appreciate you doing all that. On iTunes, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there as well. Leave us a five-star review with a comment. Anything less, just leave. Um, also on uh, ooh, Spotify, follow us on there, I think is what you do. And if there's a way to leave a review, 
um, do that. Please give us the best one you can give. And then last but not least, check us out on, or check out Gables at twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables um, yep. for everything on there. So hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. Sorry once again for being gone. Uh, but I was host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, hope you have yourself a good week. I hope you play some fun games. But above all else, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Oh, hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye.